Welcome back. It is Tuesday, November 15th in the NBA, and I'm back with my three favorite picks of the day. Let's first recap yesterday, a one and two day. We lost our best of the day with Scotty Barnes, over 34 and a half PRAs. He started off hot, didn't even get close near that. Trey Young doesn't get it done. He couldn't throw a, throw a ball in the ocean in the second half, but Ray Jackson at least gets it done. One and two day. We'll keep moving on. We'll move on to today. The best of the day has had a little bit of a rough patch here. Like the, the record's like what, it's 18 and it's a nine or something. The record's ridiculous. We'll get back and we'll get back on the winning column hopefully today. If you are new, go down below, hit that subscribe button. We certainly would appreciate it. Drop a like too. Don't have any other announcements besides that tomorrow is a big, big day. Stay tuned for that. You'll hear about that in the NBA video. But without further ado, it's happened to my best one of the day. It's going to be a guy from my favorite team, the New York Knicks. And I'm taking his over, Jalen Brunson, that is. Over 18 and a half points, minus 115 on DraftKings. He is the best one of the day. One and a half units on him. Now let's talk about Mr. Brunson. Obviously the new acquisition all over the offseason. And Brunson, you could play this up to 19 and a half. I saw one book at that. I imagine maybe that's probably where it ends today. But I think Brunson has a good day because he's coming off a, a game on Sunday against the Thunder in which... The Knicks gave up 145 points, and Brunson scored 17 points, and with four minutes left in the third, he goes, exits the game, doesn't return. He was benched for basically the majority of the second half in that game, and so was R.J. Barrett. And if you took his over, you are probably looking good. You're like, all right, he's got 17 going into the fourth, should come back, score. Nope, he never came back. They benched him, and this is all about a game that I think Brunson responds and I think he's going to respond pretty well against a very good matchup. Now, overall on the season, you look at Brunson averaging 19.5 points per game. Hit this over in 7 of 13 games. Now, Brunson, what you like about him? He leads the Knicks in drives per game at 17.8. He's going to drive to the hoop, and this is a great matchup for him to be able to drive to the hoop and finish basically whatever he wants. He's going to get the opportunities just as the knockdown of shots because Utah Jazz, who they played today, give up the most points per game in the paint in the NBA. They have no paint resistance. They just let you come in, and if you want to score, you can score. You just have free open shots, and I think we're going to see him take a bunch of shots in the paint. He just doesn't knock him down. You look at how he's performed against teams good in the paint and bad teams that are very bad in the paint. You obviously want to be him facing a team that's very good in the paint. Brunson's not a good team, a guy that shoots a ton of threes. So he needs to get to the mid-range, needs to get to the floaters, those sort of things. And against teams that really are good in the paint in terms of restricting points, You've seen him struggle against teams like the Cavaliers, teams like the Nets, teams like the Bucks. He struggled against those teams, but when he goes against teams, 20th or worse in the NBA in points in the paint, he set this over in three of five such games. One of those misses, he ended with 17 points. It was a get, he was a blowout. The other game was the 17-point game against the Thunder when he obviously was benched and only played 24 minutes, playing under 30 minutes in both of those two games that he went under. This is going to be a big matchup. I think he's going to play a lot of points. I expect this to be a relatively close game. The Jazz have been pretty good this year, and the Knicks are normally a team that can at least hang around for the large majority of the, of the game. I don't see Brunson getting benched this game. Tom Thibodeau obviously is a close friend of him. He, you don't want to bench Brunson. That's not a good look. So I think Jalen goes out there. Plays pretty well. I'll take his over 18.5 points. Best of the day. He's averaging almost 20 points per game on the season. I think that's where he ends today. He's going to shoot the ball enough. He's going to have the opportunities. He just has to knock them down. And against the Jazz, he should be able to knock those down. They don't have great perimeter guards. But I have faith in you, Brunson. Don't hurt us good. You've, I think we've only taken his prop once, and we actually took his under earlier this year. Now, let's move on to a guy on my shirt. I don't think I've ever worn this shirt. It's Dame time. We're taking Damian Lillard over 25.5 points for the second consecutive game for him. It's minus 120 on points bet. Play this up to 26 and a half. And at the moment, he doesn't have a line on a lot of books. This is only available on FanDuel, Points Bet, and Barstool at the moment. So if you want to wait around, maybe the line comes out lower and you can take it lower there. But I imagine that his line is going to be 25 and a half, 26 and a half. And I still think this line is too low. Now, look, Lillard and the Blazers at home taking on the Spurs. And the Spurs are a team that just got blown out by the Warriors by like 40 points. 
Like it was, it was a blowout, and I think a lot of people are gonna just look. Oh, they got blown out. They're without Trey Jones. I'm just gonna go and back the Blazers here, minus seven and a half. Like I think the Spurs keep this game close because that's the NBA. I always talk about the pendulum swinging back and forth. Like if it's a blowout, it's a blowout. Dame probably doesn't have a great chance of hitting this, but I just think the Spurs are capable of keeping this game close because everyone's gonna be back on the Blazers, and that's just not how spreads work in the NBA. You normally see teams that have a bad shooting night, like the Spurs did last night, shooting 36% from the field then have a good shooting night the next game. And there's an over-under at 225. They're clearly expecting points. Spurs, not a team that's played, let's be honest, a lot of defense this year. In eight games so far this year for Mr. Lillard, he's over and he scored 28. He's averaging 28.6 points per game. And he's over this line in five of eight games. He had a little bit of a calf strain earlier this year, missed a couple games, but he looks to be back and ready to go. And his three misses in which he didn't hit this over, you know, one, he shot five or 18 on opening night versus the Kings. And the other two games were against the, uh, the Miami Heat. A very good team at defending opposing point guards. You've seen a, a guard struggle against them time and time again. Now, I don't think Lillard, a guy that's coming off a 6-for-16 six shooting night, should be able to bounce back here. We know he went 6-for-16 because we had his over that game. He couldn't buy a bucket, but luckily he attempted 17 free throws, which is what Lillard's capable of getting done. This is a guy that could go out there if they get into the bonus early. I'm sorry, Spurs. You're going to see Lillard at the free throw line. 15 times and that's what you love to see out of a guy i think lillard's going to attempt his free throws he hopefully will knock down some more threes as he didn't shoot well in the last game i think lillard is just this line's too low 25 and a half lillard obviously one of the best scorers in the nba basically in nba history this guy's electric and the blazers had a game earlier this year they played at home versus denver it was a 25 point win so even if they do blow out the spurs that was a game dame still had 31 points i don't think jeremy grant has as big of a game as he did in their last one lillard hit this over in eight of his last 10 versus the spurs including his two losses being a 22 and 24 point game we want to combine one for 16 from three if dame doesn't knock down his shots it's gonna be hard for him to hit this over but i think he has a pretty good game the spurs can't really defend him too well he's gonna shoot shoot the ball enough as long as he doesn't have 12 assists like he did last game which i don't think he does that again i like lillard i think he has a pretty good game we'll take his over 25 and a half points like i said 26 and a half perfectly fine i think dame either crushes this line gets 28 29 30 or he ends up within the lower 20s but i think dame has our back now let's move on to my final play it's not going to be a popular one at all take demontis sabonis take his under Yes, you heard that right, under 18 and a half points, minus 115 on FanDuel. Now, Sabonis is going to be a very popular play in the other way. A lot of people are just going to ride the Sabonis train. I anticipate they get hurt today because let's talk about Sabonis, who's hit this over 18 and a half points in six straight games. People are just going to look and say, all right, set it and forget putting it at 18 and a half. But you have to look into this matchup, and there's a reason I'm taking this under today. And you look at prior to the six-game streak, Sabonis entered the year going under in the first five of six games. So, obviously, there's a little bit of a pendulum swinging back, and I think it swings back a little bit today because it's a bad, bad matchup for him as they take on Brooklyn. Now, previously, in, you know, last couple of years, to be like, all right, Brooklyn, I'm licking my chops, taking every person's over against them. But with Jock Vaughn at, at the helm... With Steve Nash fired, this Nets team has been very good. And in terms of just all season long, allowing the fewest points per game in the paint. Now, Sabonis doesn't really shoot a lot. He went two for th two from three-pointer last game. I don't anticipate that continues. If you, hey, go out there and chuck up some threes. I'm fine with that. I don't think Sabonis is a great three-point shooter. And so him being la the Nets being last in points per game in the NBA is great for us because that's where Sabonis does the large majority of his of his point scoring, his offensive rebounds or, you know, putting up things in the paint. And I think they're going to struggle. He's going to struggle today. And look, Anthony Davis just went nuts against this Nets defense. I think he's, what, top 37 points. I think the Nets are going to make some adjustments. And that also didn't help that Nicholas Claxton was out a large majority of the second half of that game as he got injured. He should be back today he is probable and during this streak of over Sabonis great matchups he's had to face the Warriors a couple times the Magic 
the Lakers, teams that give up a ton of points in the paint. Like I said, the Nets are not that. Sabonis, also, if you ever watched him and you ever taken his overs, always a candidate for foul trouble. This is a guy that goes out there and instead of playing paint defense, it's just fouling. That's what he does. And with Claxton rolling to the hoop, wouldn't surprise me if he goes up under him, gets a couple fouls early in this game. Or he fouls Claxton knowing that Claxton's not a best, the best free throw shooter in the NBA. So I think we're going to look at Sabonis. There's always different outs for him getting into foul trouble, always different outs for him just not shooting the ball too much, or even just not shooting well against a very good Nets team. Nicholas Claxton, a very capable defender at blocking shots, making it tough to score in the hoop and in the paint. And I just don't like this matchup for Sabonis. I don't like being on the side of people that are just taking, oh, he's hit this over in six straight games. Let's make it seven. I don't like being those those types of people. You got to be a little bit smarter. And I think this is a smarter play. Take us under. I think there's a reason they're still setting the line at 18 and a half instead of, you know, bumping it up to 20 and a half, which is more of a, a line that he's been hitting or been going under over and under recent, more recently. He did take on the Nets last year, only scored nine points. That was when he was a king. He only scored nine points. That was with Andre Drummond starting. Obviously, Drummond's not there. But I think Nicholas Claxton in this defense is very good. I think they're capable of getting it done. I'll take his under. It's a net 18 and a half points. I know it's not a popular play. You don't have to tail it, but I'm taking Devonta Sabonis under 18 and a half points. I don't see that line moving. I would not take it at 17 and a half. I'd just stay at the 18 and a half line. If it goes up, great, but we'll take it. Minus 115 on FanDuel. Now, those are my three plays of the day. We didn't have lines for a couple games, but I want to give you my viewpoints before we get into our COS All-Stars. We have a Grizzlies-Pelicans game. I believe that's the game on TNT, the first game. Now... I'm not going to force a play into this game because I don't know who the heck starting. Jaron Jackson Jr. might be back. Desmond Bain is believed out. And you got John Morant. Obviously, you think he's back. Don't really want to force a play into that one. Pelicans have Zion Williamson potentially out. I just rather not not force a play. I don't like betting on teams that have a guy returning from injury. You never know their rotations. You never know, you know how their defense is going to move. I don't want to touch that game. Now, I would lean Jaws over in points, but that's just because I know him and Zion are good friends. I imagine he plays pretty well against them, but he'll also have Herb Jones on him. So good luck, job. I'm just not touching that game. And as for the Clippers Mavericks, I was looking at Christian Woods over in points just because I don't think the Clippers have the best interior defense. But again, it's a team like the Clippers. Could they rest, guys? It's a back-to-back. I don't know. I think John Wall's back in this game, but... It's a Mavericks team that I don't really, they play super slow and I just don't really want it to, I mean, you know, Luka has a great track record versus the Clippers, at least in the postseason, but I'd rather not touch that game. I looked at Christian Wood, like I said, over in points, but I don't really want to touch it. So those are my thoughts. That's why I avoided those games, took the three later ones and my three picks hopefully cash out for us. Now let's talk about some COS All-Stars. Appreciate you guys for supporting the channel. If you want to support us, click that join button on the channel. Here's a couple new ones. We got Vienne, we got Brian, we got Rito, we got Roski, we got Kale, Caleb, Chris, Mark Wapo, we got Allison, Dylan, Aaron, John, Thomas, or James Thomas, Dylan, Shakino, Matei, Ernie, Aaron, Ben, Blake, and Cole. Thank you guys all so much for the support. I certainly do appreciate it. As I mentioned, top of the show, a big, big day tomorrow. You'll definitely find out exactly what I'm talking about in tomorrow's video. Appreciate you guys as always. I'm Austin. I'm signing out. Hopefully back tomorrow with the brooms out. 3-0 day. Let's go get it done. See you guys then. Peace out.